Welcome to the Catapulting Commission's podcast. This is the place where we discuss how to maximize performance and improve retention with today's modern sales force. Every conversation on the show has one goal in mind, and that is to catapult your commission. I'm your host, Anthony Garcia, international best-selling author, motivational speaker, and a lifelong sales enthusiast. Be sure to join me every week as we interview sales leaders and entrepreneurs from around the world. We will discuss best practices and ensure that you leave motivated and inspired to take action. Now, let's enjoy today's episode. Catapulting Commissions family, welcome back to this week's episode of the Catapulting Commissions podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Garcia. Now, we have gone through the world of salespeople. We have talked to high-ticket sales professionals who sell multi-massive million-dollar contracts. We have talked to small salespreneurs. We've talked to retired salespeople. We've talked to aspiring salespeople. And today's show is going to deliver one of the sales niches we haven't dove into thus far yet. Now, let me tell you a little bit about selling and sales and why Sam Taggart is going to deliver some value today. Sam first started selling when he was seven years old. Think about that. He started selling golf balls and lemonade at the golf course. Then at 11, started selling coupon books door to door. And then at 13, he started painting addresses on curbs. The guy's a serial salesperson, a serial salespreneur, and more importantly, do a serial sales leader. You follow Sam. He's the host of the D2D podcast, the founder of D2D Con. I mean, the guy is sales so when i get another sales guy on the show of this caliber i can't help but be excited so one of the things we'll dive into is he's also the founder of vanilla which will piggyback on what that software is or what that application is and ensure how we can apply it to us the catapulted commissions family looking forward to growing sam taggart welcome to the catapulted commissions podcast pumped to be on it this is a privilege anthony and thank you for uh, having me on the show yeah, man, absolutely. So let, let's jump into this, Sam. You read your bio, you start selling at a young age. Is there such a thing as a natural salesperson? I mean, how did you end up in a career in sales? Everyone has a different story how they got here. I'd love to hear yours. Um, I, I don't know. I was always, my family's very extrovert. So I, you know, I, I interviewed a guy that wrote a book called The Introvert Seller. And so he kind of helped change my frame. And, and I've had a lot of good introvert salespeople on my team, but I definitely was your typical life of the party, go out, talk to people, never afraid to, you know, no fear kind of guy. And I luckily stumbled on sales quick where I think some people, it took them till they were 30 and they were like, wait, I can write my own commission. I could actually dictate my income. And then they find sales and they're like, how come I didn't find this 30 years ago? And I got the, luckily it's just like investing. I'd rather take a hundred grand and put it in a, you know, 401k when I'm eight and leverage compounding interest. I just happened to, since very, very early stages of my life, compounded the effect of sales skills and commissions and returns on those commissions and investments on those commissions. And you know what I mean? So there's, um, there's been this like accelerated compounding result. That's got me where I'm at now today. I'm, you know, I'm 31 and I run, you know, a, a multi, multi-million dollar sales consulting agency and um, training program and some softwares and some um, some really cool stuff. But like, I, 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 I feel like salespeople are developed and so many people are like, you're either a born a salesperson or you're not born a salesperson. And in my opinion, I'm like, 
No, you just have to find the salesperson within you where so many people think a salesman's got a certain archetype. I could debunk that because I've trained thousands of salespeople all over the world. And, and there's certain archetypes that just are the ideal that people think, but then I'm like, man, I could show you some really quiet, very passive salespeople that will stomp on the guy that's like really loud. And he's like, yeah, this guy's such a people person. So I, I would debunk that 10 times over. And so I think salespeople are developed. I think it's like, it's a mathematical equation. Can you learn math? Yeah. Are some people better at math? Yeah. Some people naturally gravitate towards knowing math, but math is a science. The numbers are numbers. Like you, you learn the numbers, you learn the formulas, you get results. And the question is, are you willing to put the time and energy into learning those formulas? You know, I, I couldn't agree with you more on that, Sam. I love how you said there's no, you know, this natural born salesperson is, is more of a myth and people are developed because I, I tend to agree with you uh, so much so that I think what perception is of sales professionals 20 years from now isn't going to be the same perception we have today. Like the, the old school Wolf of Wall Street, in your face, hardcore, just aggressive approach. I don't know if that's going to be relevant 10, 15, 20 years from now. And it's, you know, consumers are changing. How do you see the sales skill set, that development pipeline changing? What is someone going to have to be able to learn today to be effective in 2021 and 2025 and so on? Well, I think that there's been a big change of trust. I think that the trust is moved from big brand to influencer. And so I think that there's an element of personal influence that is unique to a seller's world today is, you know, when we've all, the the thing of, the thing of sales that I don't think will ever change is people buy you, people buy your product and people buy, you know, the, the value in which um, your company can bring to them. Right. So it's company product value. I mean, that's a, that's a Jordan Belfort thing. Right. And it's like, okay, so that stuff doesn't change. Sales is an exchange of value. It's just, the perceived value can change because of social, because of, you know, the quickness for people to research and things like that, where before you had an encyclopedia, it's like, you didn't have, you go to the phone book. You can't justify, you got to call your friend and be like, is this real? Where today you can get validation or fake validation and perceived validation. So many, so fast. And you know, that then there's an element of a attention disorder where, you know, the, the current generation, they just, they're they're quicker and to move and so you don't have their attention for a certain time frame and you don't you know you need to be able to grab their attention quick you need to be be able to build trust and likability quick and you've got to be creative in that and you know i think that i think that's kind of the the innovative way of selling that it's moving but i i still think people are people and people don't change in the sense of they, they see a feature they see the benefit and if they see exchange of value where the need of your product or service is higher than the money that they have in their pocketbook, they buy. Like that's the simple formula of sales. The value is higher than their money that they hold on to. They transact. Yeah, you know, that's I, I hear you on that. And I love how you how you spin it to trust. I mean, it's one of like the core fundamental principles we have in, in engaging in life. I mean, I have to trust my wife. I have to trust, you know, people who work with me. And that trust between sales professional and consumer is incredibly more important now than it has been before. It, and people, as they evolve and get into this this world of, of sales and, and want to 
pursue passion of of making that commissionable income catapult the commissions podcast got to do that little shameless plug but to pursue more commission where do people make those mistakes right you've trained thousands of people what are the mistakes you see people making when they enter into a sales career with dreams and aspiration right the dollar bills flashing in their eyes what are some of the mistakes you see people make when they get started i think i think people a lot of times in sales they get this like uh, this microwave mentality, like, oh my gosh, I'm in sales, commissions are going to flow. But they forget, like, you know, I, right now I'm training for an Ironman and the Ironman is only the destination where the journey of me training, like me sitting and running on a treadmill for over an hour today and swimming yesterday is the work that nobody sees. Does that make sense? So I think a lot of people, they see these guys catapulting their commissions, making these fat commission checks. So they're like, I'm going to do that too. What they didn't see was the blood, sweat, tears, hours, beating the streets, grinding that doesn't get shown off as much. I mean, we don't see, you know, LeBron James in the in the training room and the hours spent in the training room. We just see him performing on the court being like, oh, my gosh, how does he freaking jump over two guys and reverse it, dunk it? You know, like what the freak? Like he's a freak of nature. It's like, no, he's athletic, but he's also spent hours and hours and hours of practice. And I, I think that people, because they get recruited a lot into sales, it's like, you should be a salesperson. You're going to get recruited into sales X, Y, Z. What happens is they oversell sales and they undersell the importance of the training and the, and the work out, out of the court, like in the, in the practice facility and the grind that it takes to be good at sales. And we never really highlight that. So I guess my advice would be, you can't discredit the journey of training and practice and the grind because we want to recognize the commission, which is just a byproduct of the grind. You know, hearing you explain it that way, I, I've, I've never, I haven't had anybody explain it that way, but I love, I love the concept. I love the idea, right? We're, we're, no one sees that journey. I mean, I think of Kevin Hart, the comedian, he comes on, he says, everybody, everybody wants to be successful until it's time to put the work in. And I think there's probably a bazillion guys that have said something along those lines. Uh, and, and man, kudos to you to, to get prepared for an, an Ironman. Would this be your first one? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know what I got myself into. I've never been a big long distance person. So <laughs> anyway, well, good, 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 good luck to that, buddy. We'll be following and ruining you on here from social media, man. I think that's a, that's definitely a testament to executing on a long-term goal without anybody seeing it, but yeah, man, you, you are right. The, the commissions that come at the end, that's just a byproduct of the journey that people have taken to get into that, to get into that sales uh, approach and to get into that career of sales of highly income sales or whatever the situation may be. Um, you know, Sam, you have an organization you started that several years ago, D2D, you have the D2D podcast, D2D con. Can you help my audience just gain a better understanding of what D2D is and, and, and a little bit of its, of its history? Yeah. So I, I was on this meditation retreat, believe it or not. And um, I had this vision to unify up level and bring honor and integrity to door to door selling and, you know, sales as a general, you know, a lot of even salespeople listening to this are like, I've never knocked doors. That's not real sales. And I'm like, no, that's, that's one of the most purest forms of sales. And I think a lot of times door to door gets a bad rap and it gets, you know, kind of this negative connotation associated to it. And in reality, it's actually beautiful and it's a very hard and honorable profession. And I wanted to give it a better facelift. 
and you know clean up some of the bad apples and and really give tools and resources to it and create a new culture towards it and we've done that I mean, we've we've definitely seen improvements over the last few years and um we we do it through events um we do it through training we have in-person consult we have a team of six experts that go around the country i travel around the country um in the field getting dirty we have an online education piece that has over 10,000 users that teach the science of selling. And, and I think a lot of people never learn that the, the school hard knocks, like they jump into a corporate sales position and they like, you know, if it, I, I, I went golfing yesterday. The guy owns a, you know, close to a billion dollar software company. And I asked him, I was like, what's your favorite type of uh, people to hire? And he's like, dude, door to door people are my favorite. Cause you knew I did door to door. And he goes, and I said, well, don't just say that to flatter me. And he said, no, they, I think he goes, I think six months of knocking doors is 10 times the education and sales that most people would ever get because there's so many looks, there's so much power in getting rejected at such a high frequency that most people never got to experience. And so, you know, we are, we our three pillars are sales, leadership, and recruiting and anything that falls into those three buckets, we have events, trainings, consulting, um, seminars that we, we, we go around and help, help companies really scale that. And, you know, we've even built technologies around it, like vanilla. We have another software called Recruitomatic. That's a recruiting ATS system that helps you with your pipeline management for recruiting and onboarding. Um, we built really cool tools to really support this space in a powerful way. You know, the, amazing hundred percent. I'm, I'm out of words. I mean, to take the D the D to D door to door industry and say, I'm going to bring this to light. I'm going to bring honor to it. I mean, you have the biggest convention, at least from what I have found of door to door sales professionals. I mean, I believe you've created a door to door sales professionals hall of fame. I mean, you have taken this industry and changed it. I would even say, and this is, this is just, you know, my, my, my testing is less than five, but the door-to-door salesperson that just recently upgraded my um, solar panels and sold me my solar panels was such a better salesperson that came seven, eight years ago that tried to originally get in my door. And I'm, as the guy came in and, he, you know, I ended up having buying with him and using him, I was like, hey, man, you, you're good. And not knowing anything I just, you are a legit really good salesperson there was no there was no pressure there was no sleaziness it was just a genuine conversation man and i i appreciate it man and and i'm buying one because i i do need new panels or more panels but two i'm buying it because i appreciate the the character the quality that you possess so kudos to you on bringing that you know when i hear door to door you mentioned something you talked about you you focus on sales leadership and recruiting and in that recruitment process I believe that if you can recruit people to sell and develop in a door-to-door industry, you can recruit them anywhere else. And I didn't realize this, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't have a background of door-to-door and my, my audience knows I started selling Cutco Cutlery, making hundreds if not thousands of phone calls a week to get appointments. But that recruiting issue or challenge is a corporate issue. It's a national issue. Sales professionals turn over 34% of the time in 2020. If somebody was a sales professional or 2019, at a sales professional on their tax return or was that their occupation, 34% turned over and left their job. That turnover is incredibly expensive to companies. I mean, it's so much so that I just had a conversation where I, I shared with the client, I'm like, it's $250,000 to lose your top salesperson. Yes. Like, are you, are you sure you want to do this? 
how do companies go about increasing that retention? So I start with the end in mind. Obviously, the end in mind is to have highest amount of retention. So then you break this down, you go, okay, what, if, what, what makes somebody want to work there and what makes them want to leave there, right? And the biggest deficit, in my opinion, is leadership. Um, if you had, like, if I, I'll use an example. I go to companies, I mean, we have a recruiting company called Team Builder that literally recruits for companies. And there's a lot of times where we just tell companies we're done recruiting for them because I would way rather recruit for another company than I would trust the leader handling the recruits we're sending them. And what I mean by that is I take 20 sales guys or 20 just candidates. Let's just say this is my sample size. I put them with one leader. Maybe the average person does, you know, 10 a month of X unit and 50% of them quit. And then I put those same 20 guys with this another leader that's phenomenal, then let's say the average guy does 20 a month and only four people quit. That is a very common scenario. It's the same group, same people, same architect. Like if I had to put things identical and you go, what's the, di- what's the, what's the differentiator here? And it always comes down to the, the William Wallace, the captain, the Michael Jordan on the team. Like who is it that's leading the chart? The Phil Knight, is it the Nick Saban? Is it the, you know, like who is the captain? And, um, you like take sports, for example, Tom Brady is a phenomenal leader. That's able to lead these people into championships. We got the super bowl coming up. This probably won't even be live until then. So anyway, I go bucks. I'm a Tom Brady fan, but like you look at him and it's like the, the, the times he lost the super bowls at the Patriots were like such fluke things. It was like, Oh darn, like this bobbled off of a helmet for an interception. Like, you know what I mean? Stupid stuff that like, um, so long story short, I'm like, the biggest thing is, are you somebody, an A player that can attract and make people successful? And is your company organized? Do you have an onboarding process, a training process, a system in place to get your salespeople successful? Instead of blaming the individual why this is such a retention problem, I say, let's start blaming the, re- the leader and the system. And the third thing, you know, and, and a lot of people are like, well, I have the best culture out of this. And I go, well, culture is just a byproduct of your systems and your design and your leadership and, and the people following that actually like living that them consistently doing the same things over repeated towards the same objectives. That's the quotes creates culture. And oftentimes we blame the reps. I just can't find good people. I just can't find good people. And I'm like, no, you're finding good people. You just need to be better at developing it into better people. Um, so that would be my two cents on retention is internally. Look, I mean, not everybody's going to work. I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not an ignorant to the fact that everyone isn't going to work, especially because when my, my job, most 99% of the companies are commission only, you know, they're, it's, it's turn and burn. It's freaking let's go. And I, I, I've seen a lot of reps fail. Like, and, and what's interesting is I have, a, I, I watch leaders actually create a negative presupposition towards all of their people, meaning they're already assuming failure to most because that's the cycle that they've been in. And so their negative presupposition or predispositioning the, the opportunity, which is actually manifesting what they don't want. So in my opinion is I believe Everyone should do direct sales. Everyone should be in sales for at least six to 12 months because everyone should see their true earning potential. And I believe that everyone should experience what it would be like to have a job without a lid 
because I think that society putting people in jobs with lids is actually just detrimental to them. And they may go their whole lives living that they, they never even knew they could be making a half million bucks a year, but they were stuck at some job and some boss was telling them what they were supposed to be making. So I believe everyone should give this a shot. And I believe everyone has it in them to be successful. And that's my positive predisposition or presupposition instead of, well, you know, about half the people are going to quit. So you might just be one of those 50%, you know, it's like, it's a, <laughs> that's actually manifesting what you don't want, which is a big part of the retention problem. Man, amen to that, buddy. I, a big believer, the, we should not have lids or ceilings or income caps. Um, it, it is, it is crushing to me and i love you know earlier and i and i didn't i didn't jump on it right away but i can't help but say that as you say this i go back to the conversation you had yesterday golfing with the executive i want someone that has door-to-door sales experience everyone should get told no at high frequency when i recruit and and i hire people and and you know i recruit and hire people into these corporate cushy sales job that people like hey i want to get to that that corporate cushy sales job where the, you know the income's always in that high limit and i i tell people when they come and they have that experience they're like you know what are you looking for someone that's experienced i'm like no man i, I want the guy that did b2b or pounded door to door and was told no a hundred times and scraped by and made 70 grand was excited because i'm gonna come and i'm gonna make that guy five times the amount of income and he's gonna be excited you, you've already done it. You're, you're, you're not excited. You're expecting, you you believe you're owed this. Give me a young hungry guy. It might take me a little bit longer to train him but that if I'm not willing to do that, I shouldn't be the person making these decisions. I shouldn't be in this position of leadership. So dude, fired up to hear you say that, man. I think, I think we need more people that have that sales experience. Amen. So speaking of this sales experience, you know, I get so frustrated, Sam. I I'm, I manage a high-performance sales team, and I, I have some frustration sometimes with, with some of the people who, who work with me, and, and nearly all of them listen to the show, so I'm sure they know who they're talking about. But I've had clients that have come and retained me to help their salespeople um, grow or bring in more revenue or close more deals. And the one thing that I, I've learned with salespeople and it goes back, right? I mean, you know, I, I, I watched a Grant Cardone video many, 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 many years ago. And it, I mean, this was Grant's younger days. And it was like, look, dude, the person who closes, who follows up the most is going to get the deal. And it was just this whole deal of following up. And people don't follow up effectively anymore, or they just don't follow up at all. And as a sales manager, when I sit and say, hey, where are we at with XYZ deal? And I get the deer in headlights look, you didn't follow up, did you? No. Or, and this has been happening to me a lot. Um, my wife owns, you know, we, we own a couple of business. My wife has a, a new business, um, an eyelash studio that uh, is open first year's coming up pretty soon. But you know, when you open up a new retail business, I mean, there's vendors always trying to sell you something. Right. And so I see the follow-up that comes there. I'm like, man, that's, that's really bad follow-up. Like I can't just keep calling. Like, so how do we, how do we elevate the level of follow-up and ensure people are following up? So think of it as like, sensory right some people are kinesthetic some people like smell taste touch look visual and so it's like how do i hit them from all you know modalities and i i like um why we created vanilla it's an automated texting follow-up series because it gets a 98 percent open rate where i just want to know that they are touching like i'm touching them 
you know, email is going to average a little less than 20%. And I like video. I like, you know, sending an Instagram, like using the, the means of media that your audience is using. So if I'm selling to like billion dollar, 50 year old CEOs, LinkedIn's probably kind of their go-to or Facebook. If I'm selling to young, you know, professionals, I might use Instagram or Snapchat. And I'm trying to follow up in the means and methods, like where everyone uses text messages. So that's why I like Manila is because it's an AI texting automated sequence series campaigning texting software. So it's vanillamessage.com. And I, I found that most people, especially in any longer sales process in sales have ADD. Well, we got a problem here. The ADD sales brain that wants to just go on to the next and move. And they get so excited about these big hits. They forget to the organizational element. So I'd even go to the extent of you're making decent enough money to hire a virtual assistant, to hire a, a team that can help you with the follow-up. Um, meaning, you know, like I literally get DMs all the time for people saying, sell me, sell me in some sort of fashion. And I just screenshot, send a team. I say, did you put them in the CRM? Did you put them in a campaign? Just in case you suck at following up with them. Like, you know what I mean? Because I know I'm on the road all the time. I'm always on the go. Like, I know I won't call you back. Like, I, I already know that. And so I have systems of automation and team that I've just put organized so that I don't let any of the birds get away. So I look at my job as a sales rep as shaking the tree. And I got to put systems and people up on the hill with shotguns shooting the birds as they fly out. And I don't want to let a, any birds fly away. And I realize it's going to take four or five shots sometimes, or they might have to come re-nest back in that tree. And I might need to shake it again, but eventually I'm going to shoot and kill all the birds. And so I know that was like a gruesome analogy, but don't hate <laughs> me for that. <laughs> I mean, the visual there, everybody's like bunch of dead birds on the ground to blow this tree. It's terrible. Um, no, but, but I look at it like the, the, the money is in the follow-up. Like, you know that it takes seven no's to get a yes. So if it's either some competitor of mine is going to hit them up and seven different competitors are going to hit them up or I'm going to hit them up seven different times in seven different modalities or, or seven different ways, whether that's a ringless voicemail, text, Instagram message, email, uh, Facebook retarget, whatever that looks like um, to get them to say yes. Hey, I wanted to take a quick minute and interrupt this episode. I hope you're enjoying what you have heard thus far. Have you heard the good news? The international best-selling book, Catapulting Commissions, has been named a 2021 Selling Power Magazine book recommendation. And I want to thank you, the Catapulting Commissions family. You can claim a free copy by texting hello to 661-228-8967. You can also find out more information at catapultingcommissions.com. Okay, let's get back to the show. Dude, uh, you're 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 absolutely right. You know, there's uh, I just recently took as you were saying that I, I recently took a Colby. Are you familiar with the Colby index score? K-O-L-B-E. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I, I just took the score. I just took the test. I had uh, Justin Breen from Ep who wrote the book Epic Business on the podcast show hasn't aired yet, but we talked a little bit about Colby. And as you're saying this, it, so I took this Colby exam at his recommendation. He was like, it's the truest, purest form that tells you about who you are as an entrepreneur, as a salesperson. There's, you could take it now, 20 years from now, and your, your results will be exactly the same. So I took this result. I took this thing. I'm the tr traditional salesperson. 
And it, it measures several things, but one of the things is follow through, which was my lowest score. But my ability to start a project, my ability to lead a project, my ability to inspire a project, sky high, follow through. And I'm like, man, I will tell you what, and Tara listens to my show. She's my assistant. Like dude, without her, I would lose so much stuff. So as that, the reason I share that story, you're sent essentially saying vanilla is our assistant. It is that yes. system to say, Hey, don't let me drop the ball here. Yeah. Literally as, as somebody says, no, let's just, let's just run through a scenario. You have a client that's like, you know, I want to think about it. Great. They told you they want to think about it. Most salespeople say, no, you just told me, no, I'm never going to get the sale. Why we're trying. But I'm like, no, they said, I want to think about it. But you're like, well, it's not worth my time because the chances of them after I walk out this door, it goes way down if they don't say yes now. Well, yes, maybe that's true. But what if 10% of those times every time said yes a week, three weeks, a month, two months later? Well, that's 10% more freaking deals that you could get just by doing an automated tech sequence. So what I would do is I would set up a series that would say, you know, maybe it in two weeks or maybe in three, maybe in two days, I send a text that says, Hey, thanks so much for your time. I was actually thinking about you. I learned a lot and I really appreciated the experience, even though you didn't get it. I just want to make sure that we stay in touch and you got like some of my info. Here's a link to our website. Then in three weeks, Hey, I was thinking about you again. I know that it's been like a couple of weeks and I'm sure there's things that have changed. I hope you've had time to research, maybe even looked at other things, but I want you to let you know that the offer still stands. I'd love to see if we couldn't revisit this. And if they say no, it says, dang it, blah, 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 blah. That's fine. Just keep us in the loop. If they say yes, you're like, great. Here's a Calendly link. Click the link and schedule a call. So it's got AI texting automation auto responds based on what they say. Um, so what's beautiful about this is I'm able to drip this customer. And then in six months, let's say I'm in contract. How many times do you go to sell somebody like, oh, I got a one-year contract and I still got eight months left? Like, okay, the last thing you're doing is falling over that guy. I want to schedule a text message to go out in seven months being like, hey, you're coming up on your renewal. It's me again. It's time to have that conversation, my man. And all of a sudden he's like, you're right. I am coming up on my renewal. We should talk. I would have never done that with my ADD brain. No way. But if I'm there right now, knowing he just told me no and said, I've got a year left, then I will sit there and be like, hold on one second. Right now, I'm going to do this. Send campaign that's in contract campaign. And maybe it touches them two times in between just saying, hey, Billy, you loving life? Do you see, like, how's the fam doing? Maybe it's just like a simple, like, random. My insurance guy or my freaking software dude said, what's up? Like, this guy's legit. But it's my robots, people. This is a robot. Dude, <laughs> I'm getting so jacked just I mean, that technology definitely needs to exist for salespeople, like just yeah. salespeople, salespreneurs. It's just, it's a hundred percent. I go back to, you know, I, I take myself back to my younger days of selling Cutco. And I just remember having a folder and a, and a planner just filled with paper. And I was like, oh, this is my system of madness. I used to call it. I was just posted notes everywhere. I'm positive. I would have sold a lot more deals had I just well, had take, some organization. Take Cutco, for example, let's go small ticket. You know how many times my Cutco reps, I mean, he's done a phenomenal job once a year. He's like, you want me to come sharpen my knives? And then he's like, he's like, I'm going to sharpen your knives and I'm going to upsell you more knives. And then I'm going to ask for referrals because that's how I do. Well, I'm like, I just throw that in vanilla. Hey, 
every six months, hit up every customer, ask them for referrals, do, 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 send. And it's just going. I can just automate all this. Now, now let me let me get some of this technology down from the Sam. So is vanilla, is it appropriate for me, the individual contributor, or is it more like I, the whole company has to get it? Both. No, no, both. I sell it to sales reps and I sell it to companies. So it's like 50 bucks a month for a sales rep. And I'm like, dude, most of you got to get one sale. It's going to pay for the whole year. Like, and then some. So let's, you're telling me out of your thousand dead leads that are sitting in your old database, you don't think one person's going to wake up and come out of the graveyard and be like, oh yeah, I forgot about this. You can send one text and get everybody done. So 50 bucks a user for the, for the one, or you can pay like two, 300 bucks a month for the company and you get, you know, a certain amount of texts and you can have a hierarchical element with multiple phone numbers for reps and things like that. And we structure it for a company a little different, but um, yeah, it's pretty rad. A lot of, a lot, a lot of sales companies love it. Dude. You integrate it, yeah. You can integrate it into like CRMs or softwares and have it automate. Like, like for example, landing page, you can build like a, a web capture. That's like, put your name and phone number. If you're interested in X or you want to download our free book or whatever, you put your name, phone number, email, it emails in the free book because that's set up on your freaking drip click funnel shit. Then my vanilla thing, it automates sends a text campaign and all of a sudden they're getting texts. Which one do they listen to? They listen the, to your damn text. It's like yeah. shit. 100%. Like, yeah, come on, people. Let's get smart. That's why I built this. I'm helping Dude, sell I, people. I love I love that, man. I mean, you know, we're we're just podcasting here. You're not selling me. I'm not selling you. But as you're hearing that, I'm like, man. It, it solves the fundamental principle. I believe when I tell people when I'm coaching new sales and bringing, I'm like, dude, what's that, you know, what's the biggest problem? And, and can you solve that problem? Right. You just told me you have a $600 product that I guarantee the problem's way bigger. I just, just pick one client I lost and it's, it's there. So that's, that's interesting. So catapulting commissions family, we'll have that link to vanilla in the show notes. Be sure to go check that out. I think that this applies to really anybody who has to follow up with anyone, which if you're yeah. a, Sales professional, salespreneur. Hell, if you're a sales leader, you should have this. The, the yeah, pure salespeople using it, yeah, yeah. The pure fact that I, you know, I make little reminders for people who work for me, like it's you know, birthday or they close a big deal. Have they followed up, dude? And and so I write these little notes, and I'm like, you know what? Let me just auto text them and set some parameters on it. That's I dig that, dude. So Sam, let's, let's, let's do, uh, we got a few minutes here before we wrap this thing up, man. You've, you've built D to D con, you've built vanilla. You are a salesperson, sales leader through and through. So I, I, I admire everything you've built thus far. You have this traveling tour where you go and you train people. And I, I will say this, man, we are, we are, we are on almost a year now with, at least in California where I'm at with no live events where it's just, <laughs> yeah. it's just virtual and virtual and virtual. So I, I have to be honest with you, man. I, I tell my team, if you need me to come for a live event, man, I, I will fly the country for a cup of coffee right now. I just want yeah. some engagement interaction. So tell us about this tour you're going and what are you doing and where you're stopping? So despite COVID, we'll have around three to 400 people per location. We start May 17th in Southern California and Orange County. So if you're interested in seeing where we're going, the dates, think of it as like a concert for sales training. So instead of Taylor Swift coming to your local town, you got Sam Taggart and his team coming and doing some like a really cool event for salespeople. So it's May 17th, Orange County, then Phoenix, then Dallas, then Atlanta, then Florida, Orlando, to North Carolina, to New York, to Chicago, to Denver, back to Salt Lake. And um, so we're going to be, creating a show around this, a vlog, 
Um, there's local events. So it's, it's eight 30 to 1 PM. And then there's a VIP little lunch. If you wanted to meet and greet and do a little panel with the speakers and, um, and you can go to d2dtour.thedddexperts.com for more information on that. And, you know, it's just a, like the summer seems to be a bigger, brighter time for selling seasons for a lot of people. Um, so we just want to kind of infuse live events back into like society. I mean, dude, it's like I've, I'm calling the straight mafia to get a freaking venue in Orange County right now, dude. Like I'm straight <laughs> up like who's not who's going to let me have a couple hundred people in the same room without shutting me down. And, you know, I had 500 and some people at the Grand America last month um, with John Maxwell and Hal Elrod and Brad Lee and Tim Story and. Like we, we threw a sick event, middle of COVID. I mean, we've been doing live events. I had 70 people there two days ago in Utah, 90 people two weeks ago in Utah. Like we're throwing live events. So like we're kind of the, the, the rebels with no cause. We're door to door people. We're not afraid to get dirty. So hopefully we don't get arrested and I get shut down, but why not? You know? So if you're open and you're like not COVID sensitive, like, cool, come check it out. Um, I respect those that are COVID sensitive and you know, I wouldn't want to like hurt anybody either. So um but anyway it's happening so check it out dude i love it man catapults commissions family check that out especially if you are in southern california i mean we are we are in we are hungry for these opportunities just to get out and engage and get with live people so uh, i appreciate that well sam dude you dropped so much value today on the catapults commissions podcast man i can't thank you enough if people want to follow you engage with you i'll put some of the links in the show notes but can you just give us some of those uh urls and hashtags and names where to find you yeah so at the sam taggart or at d2d experts on instagram uh d2d experts youtube tons of good stuff there we've got the d2d experts.com is our main website vanilla message.com is our software that a lot of you guys are i mean i don't even talk about it a ton. So I'd go check that out get a demo set up. Um, yeah, so we, uh, all over, I mean, just go look up Sam Taggart on YouTube and you'll find like some hot chick from like Grey's Anatomy or something. And then you'll find me. So just I'm the dude, <laughs> she's the hot chick that was in TV. So <laughs> I love it, Sam, man. Well, I appreciate it, dude. I wish you nothing but abundant success, man. Moving forward, dude, you are an inspiration for sales professionals and sales leaders. I thank you for your time on the show, man. And I definitely look forward to catching and spending some more time with you down the road, bud. Thank you, Anthony. You're the man. This was great. Good, buddy. All right, man. Catapulting Commission's family, dude. Be sure to subscribe, like, comment below. Go engage and follow D2D and the Sam Taggart. I guarantee you will learn something. I followed Sam for the past couple of months, and I literally hunted him down to try to get on this show. So, do not disappoint. Follow, engage, get better, guys. I'll see you next Wednesday. Catapulting Commission's family, that does it for today's episode. If you found some value, please be sure to head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. Don't forget to subscribe. That way you're notified of new episodes. If you want to see the video portion of this podcast, head over to YouTube and look up Catapulting Commission's podcast. Finally, if you want a free copy of Catapulting Commissions, be sure to text the word HELLO to 661-228-8967. Again, text the word HELLO to 661-228-8967. Thanks for listening to the show. I'll see you next week.